You're locked in to Sound of Colour on Source Radio. I am Gemini, super fly, fly guy. I am Gemini, two heads, one eye. I am Gemini, like Pac, Andre, Lauren, and Kanye, boy George, and Anne Frank. I am Gemini, but no, I'm not fake. I am Gryffindor, but don't move like snake. I am Gemini, people love to call me crazy, but they judging and they hating, and I'm too grown for explaining. I am Gemini. June 14th, and all the famous rappers got a sign like me, and all the famous rappers got a heart like me, but I know that I'm different and they're not quite me, I'm the horoscope hole, I'm the planet and moon, I'm the rising ascendant, fifth degree to the moon, I'm the witch of your dreams, I'm the voice in your head, your husband sent me a DM and I just left them on red, my planet's Mercury, my element is air, I'm such a free spirit that I don't fucking care, if I got a blunt, I am Moving out my chair, you can kiss my dairy dear, cause he's shaped like a bear. Little zodiac, ginger snap, pretty little shorty with the snapback, tarot deck on sack. Like to get her feet wet with peep sweat, the freak neck from Harlem to BX. I clean up like Kleenex. Spinelli, I'm recess, kick ball to the deep end. The public school era is hopeful forever. The moon and the tides really control the weather. The sun and the moon, yes, it do go together. A spiritual being that rides any weather. Riders on a stone, riders on a stone. Yes, I'm on my own, trying to find up my home. Riders on a stone, riders on a stone. Always on my own, trying to find up a home. Intelligent, adaptable, agile, communicative. Informative, creative, and everybody hates it. Imagination, colorful, when I just entertain it. A poet in a dreamer, I'ma seize the world and take it. Of course, there is the bad. I'm really superficial. I ain't called you in three months, still I maintain that I miss you. A Gemini with issues, social isolated. I pray that I'ma make it, or at least that I can take it. And like a Gemini, I'm really prone to changes. I'm really indecisive, and I really fucking hate it. Picking food or picking clothes, it always make me anxious. But thank God I'm in charge of this, cause boys close what I stay in. Riders on a stone, riders on a stone. Yes, I'm on my own, trying to find up my home. Riders on a stone, riders on a stone. Always on my own, trying to find up a home. That was Princess Nokia with a track titled Gemini from her new album, Everything is Beautiful. As an MC, a singer, a songwriter, entrepreneur, activist and style icon, she's making big vibrations. So today we've got a pretty unique episode here on The Sound of Colour, only on Sarah's Radio. And I'm delighted to say we're joined by a very special guest, one that has been supporting Sound of Colour from the beginning all those months ago. Maya Feldman, welcome to the show. Hi Matt. So, how you doing mate? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, living life. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, where you're from and where you're based at the moment. So, I'm a student at uh, Leeds University. I study music and the psychology of music. Uh, But I was raised in East London um, and that's where I'm currently in isolation with my lovely family. So, not only is Maya a music pro, a friend and in her past a beach lifeguard she was also the person that planted the seeds of inspiration for Sound and Colour itself. It all started when meeting up to watch the fireworks on bonfire night last November. We were exchanging some stories of good times 
reminiscing on old ones and of course talked about the workload at uni and we got on to talking about some research Maya was looking at at the time. I reckon Maya you should be the one to explain it. Although it was inspiring you might want to go through the details. Of course. So I knew I wanted to write something uh, that was about the connection between sound and colour because I think they're very similar despite the fact they don't have any kind of obvious parallels. They kind of like they have similar capacities, like colours so prevalent in our lives, but it's kind of got an invisible presence in a room because we take it for granted. And it's similarly with music when it's playing, it has such a powerful presence in a room, but you can't see it. It's not tangible. So I kind of wanted to write something um, where the colour sort of manifested in the music. So I can, yeah, I'll explain briefly how the piece was structured. So I based it around the electromagnetic spectrum. So that was kind of already setting the music to a process that exists in this sort of objective world. Um, And so the electromagnetic spectrum contains waves that we can't see either side of the visible light spectrum, which is obviously the colours we can see. So there were three movements, the waves that come before the visible spectrum and the waves that come after it. Sure. Um, so movements one and three were pretty avant-garde uh, and then movement two was written in a kind of more traditional Western classical music way as a kind of metaphor about how the definition for music in the Western classical world is very set and traditional and there's not a kind of consideration that it might actually be a social construct. Um, you know, you could con- if I tap the table, you wouldn't consider that music, but if I kept doing it, it becomes a rhythm and things like that. So, Yeah. So as you can see, there were a lot of layers to that which were inspiring. And considering Paolo and I were quite into radio at the time and we were looking at doing an episode and you show on South Radio, that was definitely the seed that sparked this amazing world that is now Sound and Colour. And so thank you very much, Maya. And of course, it would be rude not to have you on the show, given that we basically stole your idea though that was completely with your blessing. I don't quite remember being asked, but I'm okay (laughs) with it. It's fine. So it also seems to be an interesting time to get you on the show. Um, The last episode I did was an attempt to show that 2020 is not all bad, given that artists have continued to release great music, and some have even released content earlier than planned. In this episode, the aim is to more or less continue along the, the same theme by playing tracks released this year, but also discuss the new challenging realities for smaller artists, venues and others that work within the gig economy. We'll also chat a little bit about the ways in which we create, listen and release music and how that might have changed given the current circumstances. So Maya, you've you've selected this next track. What have you got for us? So my first choice is a track by Moses Sumney titled... Not sure if I can actually say it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spell it. It's C-O-L-O-U-O-U-R. And with that, his C-O-L-O-U-O-U-R by Moses Sumney. And you're locked in to Sound of Colour on Saras Radio.
Why don't you wear some color? It bring out your eyes. You say you'd never bother, 'cause you'd be telling lies. Why don't you try some earth tones? Since you claim you wanna die. The color of compost might make you feel revived. Well, I think it'd look great on you. Go and show yourself. There's nothing to be scared of. Do it for him. Say I wanna change you. That was never true. Look up at the green hills. They could have a shade of C-O-L-O-U-O-U-R by Moses Sumney. And Maya, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you picked that one? I just really like how he makes really huge contrast in instrumentation, in, instrumentation uh, not seem jarring. There's a really nice sense of continuity, like even the a cappella moments are just as engaging and capturing as the layers of all the harmonic riffs. Um, and it just says a lot about how strong and beautiful his voice is. Uh, and on previous tracks, he's actually, there was uh, the lyric, I insist on my right to be multiple. Um, and that's obviously reflected in the musical material, but he's also just talking about breaking down ideas of masculinity uh, and sort of combating that idea that there is a singular way someone should behave. And it's also just really relevant to this period um, encouraging people to express themselves to support their own mental health. It's really important that people talk to people yeah, about how sure. they're feeling, whatever your gender is, you know, wherever you come from. Yeah, and there's some incredible vocals on that track, and I particularly like the cinematic sounds that, although are quite playful at times, they have definitely quite a serious undertone for those reasons. Mm, um, yeah. And so although Moses Sumney has been releasing singles since 2014, that are equally cinematic with contrasting instrumentations. It hasn't been until the past few years that he's really gained a following. Um, and I was wondering, Maya, although maybe at least, you know, a few more months, just or a few, few. days, <laughs> yeah. just a few, until you gain kind of a similar following. Appreciate um, that. <laughs> how, was it, how was it that you got into music? Uh, did you learn instruments from a young age? Are your parents musical? Are there certain musicians that inspired you growing up? Uh, my parents aren't too musical. Um, my dad knows about four chords on guitar. Uh, but nice. <laughs> um, they have a really eclectic music taste and that definitely had a really big impression 
on me. You know, growing up, I was listening to like very straight sort of English folk stuff to uh, Ethiopian jazz and sort of various other countries. My parents worked in a lot of different places. Uh, in terms of playing instruments, um, I started with the recorder. I think most after the recorder, most yeah, little kids are I quite traumatized. <laughs> That's where we all start, but, isn't it? Um, Recorder in primary for school. For some reason, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure why. Um, and that was actually a really good choice because from playing the recorder, you're literally, you've got the foundational skills to play so many different woodwind instruments. Um, sure. So from that, I started to play the clarinet and I enjoyed it, but I, at the time, really liked jazz music. Um so I approached a few jazz bands and they're a bit funny about having clarinets but I just kind of begged them um, and then since then I've just really backed it as a jazz instrument and I think it's a really loud and powerful instrument it has the biggest range out of all the sure. all of the woodwind instruments uh, and so you're, you're also a singer I, I, I always really liked to sing but it was always sort of pretty informal and I, I think because the artists I was most moved by growing up were these really powerful female jazz singers like Shirley Bassey, Etta James, Ella Fitzgerald but I was I was always quite intimidated by them I kind of thought they were like the epitome and I didn't you know almost like trying to sing that way was offensive um, but you know there's so many modern artists Georgia Smith, uh, Poppy Judah, Amy Winehouse they all have you know they're all versions of those jazz singers um and I've definitely got more interested in singing jazz and blues as I grew up and that's kind of what I most so enjoy would you say, right now yeah would you say that you formalized your singing then have you just as the clarinet has been have you made that a real thing rather than just a pastime I like having it as I like seeing the clarinet as something I can use to develop my musicianship and understand theoretically about music um and performance and singing I feel like I can use that to relate myself to the to popular music um, and somehow sure. fit in there and hopefully record stuff at some point. So next up is a track by two jazz greats, Tony Allen and the late Hugh Masekela. This track titled Lagos Never Gonna Be The Same, or Never for short, is one of eight tracks in an album described as a kind of South African Nigerian swing jazz Afrobeat stew. Yummy. Lagos never gonna be the same. Never without Fela. Lagos never gonna be the same. Never without Fela. Lagos never gonna be the same. Never without Fela. He no go jumping. He no go party. He no go dancing, he no go lovely, he no go jumping, he no go party, he no go dancing, he no go lovely. Hey! 
Those were the sounds of Tony Allen and legendary jazz trumpeter Hume Masekela. The two met in the 70s due to their respective association with Falakuti. They talked for decades about making an album together and finally back in 2010 the two were touring in the UK and they managed to link up and record some sessions. Though these sessions were never actually finished. Following the sad news of Masekela's death in 2018, Tony Allen decided to recover the recordings and put together the album as an ode to both Fella and Masekela. What I really like about the album is the fact that new talent from the likes of Ezra Collective, Acoustic Ladyland and Coco Roco were fused together with jazz and Afrobeat legends to produce this Afrobeat stew. Now this album was obviously a long time coming and was in the works for years, if not decades, long before the current coronavirus pandemic, but its connected past and present forms fresh sounds. Now, Maya, how have you, in the lockdown, in terms of being creative, particularly with music, but also just in general, how have you been creative in this time? Have you kind of gravitated more towards certain things, towards certain instruments? I, mean, I know we talked about how you kind of choose the clarinet above other things and your gravitation towards that naturally, but I mean, this is a weird time. We're all doing weird things. Are you doing equally weird things? <laughs> what weird things are you doing? I don't know. Well... This for me trying to record this. I need in, to gauge my weird in two different before. places. Recording this, that's pretty weird. It's pretty rad. Um, what have I been doing? Really, super luckily, a neighbour uh, lent me a saxophone, so I've been getting to grips with that. Um, because of the skills I have from other woodwind instruments, it's actually been pretty quick. So it's quite cool to just suddenly be able to play a new instrument. And I've been also sort of really cool thing about jazz standards is the licks are mainly quite easy so it's really nice just to put one of those on um i've been making a lot of playlists chopping and preparing food for 
a charity, Food for All, who prepare about almost 3,000 meals, I think it is, every day uh, for homeless people as well as key workers. Uh, I've been writing music on the piano as well, just because it's such a cool instrument to compose on, because you can by yourself, you can have chords and different melody lines. So kind of a nice way to be able to compose without people. And do you think kind of the type of music that you're making at the moment has changed since lockdown? Is it kind of reflecting the situation or are you just feeling inspired about other parts of your life that you're kind of reflecting upon? I'm definitely making, it's all in the style, it's all very cinematic and kind of emotional, um, pretty minimalist, like a lot of repeating rhythms, a lot of pedal work, just because it's not, it, it, you get really involved in it and you, it's quite hypnotic because when, I don't know, I think everyone's thinking a lot right now and you can get quite deep in your thoughts. Um, and often when I do that, it's because like a certain piece of music is on and I'm kind of writing music that hopefully quite thought-provoking yeah. <laughs> to me anyway. And I suppose at uni in Leeds, I know you've got this incredible facility, you have your own department for music psychology, which is very cool. And that's a, obviously such a good city to be doing music in. But I suppose the way you make music now, do you think... Has that changed as well? Do you have similar equipment? I mean, I know a lot of artists will be kind of struggling, not being able to record such good quality, but has the way that you've made music in recent days, weeks changed? Well, I've been, normally I would record guitar. Uh, so I just plug that into an interface, which obviously I don't have access to at home. Um, so that's changed. But I'm kind of enjoying it. It's sort of nice. It's like a sort of someone set you a briefing or a task and they say you can only compose on piano. And it's kind of, it's nice sometimes to have parameters and then within the parameter, you can kind of explode whatever the possibilities are. Sure. So I'm enjoying that. But I suppose as well, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of artists doing live streams and, you know, all yeah, all the big sure. names, they have plenty of equipment, they have the soundproofing, they have their own home studios. But I suppose for a lot of artists, in fact, the majority of artists, it's very difficult to kind of get those out there and... um I have actually been really enjoying some of these live streams. I know Sophie Tucker, who's a DJ duo, they've been doing some great ones every day. They have a set and they say, we're going to do a live stream every day until all the lockdowns everywhere finish. So I think that's pretty nice. But obviously it should be mentioned that you do have to kind of have that platform in the first place to get them out there. Have you kind of considered doing live streams or do you know anyone who you're studying with at the moment who's been having to do that and has it worked? Well, a lot of people are uh, posting videos of themselves, like acoustic sessions and things. I think it's just, it's really nice if you're a musician as well to still feel like you're performing because that feels amazing to perform. But yeah, it's really cool that modern technology allows us to still be able to share and distribute music, but you cannot replicate this feeling of being in a room with people and sort of coherently playing and it's just the sense of being in a studio like the camaraderie between all the different people that are making the thing work um but I still appreciate that people like they're still bringing the joy to the listeners even if they're not quite getting the same sense of making music that they normally do I think that's that sort of shows their appreciation to the two sides of music if you're if that's your job if you're an artist that it's it is about your listeners so we're going to move on to the next track, which is another choice by Maya. This song is titled Till the Freedom Comes Home and is by a group with a great name, Shabaka and their Ancestors. Mm-hmm. 
these are the sounds of Shabaka and the ancestors, the British Barbadian group. So he's Shabaka's British Barbadian and the ancestors are South African. No. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> With their song, Till the Freedom Comes Home. Thank you, Maya, for that one. Do you, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, I just really like all the different levels and complexity. Like, it opens with this really simple but um, sort of powerful motif. Uh, and it just basically continues to add layers of instruments, uh, more interesting rhythms. And then it, it's kind of like a sort of musical foreplay. And then it culminates in this big panic, in this big chaos, which nicely reflects um, what the track and in fact the whole album is about which it's kind of narrating this apocalypse in the distant future but um having just released it this year it's yeah it has this whole new meaning and it's a lot of truth to it and it's was it was it released pre-coronavirus or post-coronavirus it was released pre-coronavirus but i think it's pretty fair to say that looking at the state of the planet at the moment it's pretty you know easy to predict that some awful shit is going to go down so you know you could say it's a coincidence you could also just say they were just being realistic but the whole album is brilliant there's a lot of poetry as well no i've i've never heard this group before but well, the group is fairly new they only have two albums but Shabaka has so many projects and on all his songs it's just these really really powerful saxophone lines he actually also plays clarinet and bass clarinet i saw him live once and he also really rates the clarinet as a jazz instrument so nice. he's definitely <laughs> is an that ally. why you rate him yeah I rate nice that. one and speaking of live performances now obviously a big part of the gig economy is music venues and a big part of how artists make their money is through the shows that they do given platforms like spotify and you know how artists are having to release their music early to just try and get a name for themselves but you know they've they've suffered a big loss because of the lack of ability to actually perform um luckily though there are some trusts such as the music venue trust um which has been launched with the title save our venues that's their campaign um they're particularly supported by frank turner and the rest of his band which have done really well during the cry well this current crisis that we're going through along with many other ones but they've really done well to kind of support people in the gig economy and staff on the front line so the save our venues campaign is basically looking to save around 500 grassroots music venues throughout the uk and has gone on to raise over 1882000 pounds which is pretty cool. And considering some of these venues don't actually need above £12,000, they've done really well. They're on the way to saving quite a few of them. But of course, they do need some support. And there are quite a lot of them, 500 grassroots, as I said. So that's super important at the moment. And obviously Hackney, Maya, Hackney is home to quite a few artists and famous venues alike. So how do you think the venues of Hackney are going to cope? Obviously, it's a bit of a more affluent area do you think they're going to survive yeah i mean hackney has now it's it's actually a pretty bad reputation of being really hugely gentrified so all music venues in hackney if you if you're an artist and you want to play there it's going to be extremely expensive um i'm not quite sure 
how they're doing right now but i trust that they're they're pretty lucrative businesses um mm. and do you think how how do you think compared to say hack if you're comparing hackney where you live obviously and leeds where you study i mean classic north south divide do you think the the north is going to suffer more because of less funding or do you think yeah definitely equally going to be fine i mean what's really sick about venues and leeds is that they support loads of emerging artists by allowing them to use their venues for nothing and that's really cool and that's something that kind of prevents gentrification from happening because it means that it's still an area where artists can live and they're not being pushed out and they're allowing to grow and develop um and it's really sad that places that actually nurture people for them to become successful are the ones that are going to suffer and so hopefully for generations now to come they're going to be able to develop and hopefully Leeds will still be a space where if you're someone that wants to kind of get their name on the scene um it's still going to be a place where you're able to do that but it's it's really brilliant like I've had a lot of mates that um have put on amazing events and it's cost like 40 pounds for the space and then from that you gain a following uh, and you can build up yeah that's so that's so ideal it's such a good city to be doing music in and so we're going to move on to our next track by Adeline. I think she's French, so I'm trying to say that in French accent, but failing miserably. And this is her track, Middle. It's hard for me to visualize 
and that was Middle by Adeline with those beautiful vocals. This is an up-and-coming French Caribbean artist that's been noticed by the likes of Vogue, NPR, Refinery29 and Rolling Stone. Evidently, when she's not making her own music, she's actually the bassist for CeeLo Green and that is a little bit of a throwback back to the track Forget You. And I'm not sure if this is quite the right comparison. It is a great track. But I'm not sure if this is really the right comparison to make. But you can tell the similarity between the funky bass lines. And I'm sorry if that's offensive. But that's what I picked up on. So next up is a sample of a song that Maya has made during the lockdown. And Maya, do you want to tell us a little bit about it before we play it? Uh, so it was recorded in my bedroom. Classic. It's a piece of piano music. Basically, I've had the idea for the introduction for quite a while, um, and it was really nice to have some time to build on that. And it's supposed to be pretty hypnotic, um, quite cinematic as well. Nice. Well, let's um, let's give it a whirl then. sample of a track that Maya has made during lockdown and I think I share everyone's thoughts in saying it's pretty beautiful mate. Oh, jeez. Yeah it's kind of got that reflective element sounds like you're kind of going somewhere but that kind of creates like painful irony that we actually can't go many places at the moment but um yeah thanks for that that was really nice. So moving on quickly to the next one we're gonna play a little bit of MJ Cole. Evidently, MJ Cole is the artist who actually inspired the music that was just played by Maya. You're locked in to Sound of Colour on Saras Radio. Here's Far Closer.
and that was the beautiful MJ Cole with the track Far Closer. Now, I've just been on a bit of an emotional journey, and Mike, could you tell us a little bit about why he chose that song and decided to make me cry? Yeah, so there's actually been a 17-year gap between um, the album he released this year and his last album, because he initially made his name in English Garage, and the point of this album is kind of to show his training as a pianist. So obviously his previous material does sound very different, but... I think if you listen to it, you can realise that these really pristine arrangements he does, all these remixes he produces are completely owed to his classical instinct. Um, the whole album is just hugely cinematic, very ambient, definitely moved Matt. And that's a pretty, pretty hard thing to do. Uh, in fact, if you listen really closely on all of the tracks, you can hear breathing or lifting his foot off the uh, pedal. And I was listening to the radio the other day on BBC Five Live, and this was actually really incidental because he wanted piano to come across as being a kind of living thing and that relates nicely back to the whole theme of the show about kind of blurring the boundaries between colours and music things you know the world of art and the real world and making those two things kind of come together yeah you, you can definitely sense that fusion in that track yeah and obviously you can you can also definitely hear the similarity or i suppose inspiration that you gained from mj cole in the track that we played before his mm. um with your sample and obviously he's inspiring you right now but are there any other artists I mean you mentioned some before Poppy Judah, who of course we love on the show uh, Amy Winehouse Georgia Smith like are there any other artists in any genre that are really inspiring you now and you're kind of maybe tuning into a bit more nowadays currently I'm looking at um this isn't such modern stuff but lots of film composers um John Williams Bernard Herrmann Thomas Newman because that is definitely something that maybe I'd quite like to do in the future and also just trying to find really good soundtracks. Um, I just watched a new series on the BBC, Normal People, and they just have such incredible scoring under some moments. And it's just amazing how powerful music can be in films and how it really dictates the scene. It has that invisible presence. And, and film scoring, it's, it is a craft because the reason they use a lot of minimalism a lot of repetitive things is because it does have you has to go unnoticed while still contributing to an emotion and it's kind of composing that contradiction mm. um so that's what i've been interested in recently yeah and no well you mentioned normal people in fact i have binge watched that in the past two days and you're right it- two days man i did it in at least half <laughs> and it is a beautiful beautifully shot series the track the score is incredible and it really it complements the scene so much oh, it's phenomenal okay and we are drawing to a close of this episode Maya thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me the last track is also a choice of yours so on top of you telling us a little bit about that one I'm going to say check us out on Instagram you can see our track list like you follow can subscribe see a bunch of other stuff maybe even Paolo's face every now and then which is everything everything and anything that I've ever wanted in my life. And yeah, also more news, check out Guac. Our friends over at Guac have just released a new magazine and it actually features some of Paolo's beautiful photography. So definitely check that one out. And of course, check out some other shows on Sarah's Radio. There have been some really good ones recently, a new one on graphics, and then episode one of Algeria to Burkina Faso, all vinyl, A to Z of Africa. I really recommend that was a brilliant one. We really enjoyed that. And yeah, so I might give us a little lowdown on the last track and we'll leave that one with you to get you on with your day. 
so this album was actually released about four or five days ago and if you listen to it you're basically just hearing the entire history of electronic dance music Uh, and it's just a nice example I think of how the identity of the concept of an album has really changed since it's way more popular now just to release singles and EPs it shows that the album had to evolve into a new identity to stay relevant as a body of work so now it's more common for artists to use this format to take listeners on some kind of journey and that's can be seen in a lot of the music we've done we've showed today MJ Cole's uh, Shabakas. Nice one well thank you so much for joining us once again tune in to the next episode on Space by Paolo he'll t- take you on a journey and I'm sure you'll love the ending um, and yeah you've been listening to Sound and Colour on SARS Radio and our last track is Canone Infinito by Lorenzo Seni See you soon.
Just hours after the recording of this episode, the revolutionary Afrobeat pioneer Tony Allen passed away at the age of 79. No words can describe the hugely profound influence that Tony Allen has had on the world of music that not only defined, fused and popularised genres, but created pathways and gave guidance for new artists. This episode is dedicated to the life and rhythms of the sorely missed Tony Allen. <laughs> 